0: You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2023. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching, we're talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy, here on out Yala, forget about the right and wrong ways to be jewish it's time to create a jewish life you love living oh my goodness this episode is bursting with joy and good vibes and really really important conversations that we want to have in 2023 This is so exciting, we're into a new year, I'm pumped, you're pumped, we're gonna get you pumped. I'm sitting down today with Yoav Davis, he is something, he is wonderful, he is the founder of Jews of New York, I'm sure you know the Instagram account, if you're not following it already, go follow Jews of New York, he's fabulous, the account is fabulous and on the episode we're shining a light on the diversity of Jewish life in the Big Apple and beyond. Um, Yoav's commitment to Jewish joy and positivity is so refreshing. We talk about owning your Jewishness, uniting the Jewish world, and of course, finding your path in Judaism. So have a listen. As always, DM me at your Jewish life to join in the conversation. Let's do this. Welcome to the podcast, Yoav. What a treat for everyone that you're here today.
1: Hello, hello. And maybe before we officially start, and I hope this part makes it to the edited version, <laughs> I just have to tell you, Karen, the love, light, joy, everything you do and everything you bring into this life is just so incredible. Like each time I see your smile, and I'm sure everyone else, it's like, oh my, it just feels good inside, you know? It's like <laughs> always so positive, always so funny, always so insightful but not too heavy like there's just something about your presence and 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 your platform that is just first of all filling a void like I just feel like there was nothing like this before it was so so needed and you do it in such an amazing amazing way so Your Jewish Life is another piece that was missing in Jewish representation on social media. And it's really not a surprise to me that it's doing so amazingly well and getting so much love. It's just... It really is that one thing that was missing, and I'm just so happy that you brought it in. And truth be told, not a lot of people know that I also own a digital media consulting company that's called Davis Media here based in New York. And we work with all kinds of brands and companies like huge ones like uh, Swarovski and Disney and, and in all kinds of industries, real estate tech food and beverage fashion but that's how I actually originally got to know you from like your other hat that you wear because you're yes. a jack of many trades <laughs> and one of our so in fashion we we specialize also in bridal specifically I actually opened Penina Tournay's Instagram page and what? many other Jewish and, and non-Jewish designers and through our like bridal efforts in the company and you know working with them we came to discover smashing the glass which by the way is just such an amazing name that i never <laughs> got to tell you i love it but that's how i originally like learned about you and like this reincarnation or like development of your presence and brand into like a more general jewish joy kind of thing is just it's it's just amazing. So thank you oh, so much. And, I'm uh,
0: absolutely blushing as far as I can blush with this skin tone, <laughs> <laughs> and just so grateful for you and the way you cheerlead and the sort of wind beneath so many influencers' wings. And you've also got such a way with words. You just said that everything's so beautiful. I will treasure those words. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I I meant every every sentence and every word and. um I have to tell you that, like, I- I'm almost like, um, especially inspired by it because for me, on my end, and I don't know if it's like my my Israeli blood or my maybe short tempered at times kind of aspect, but like, I feel like with Jews of New York, which is the page that it's really a side project of everything I do, like the smallest one actually. But uh-huh. the the thing is that I can't help myself, like there's certain things that I just can't just only stay positive or not call out. And that's why I think like your presence in this sphere, like, you know, we're, we're talking today, I'm not sure when this is gonna air, but Aryeh, a, a teenage boy was, was murdered today. So like, so of course, there's so many other platforms that are gonna post, you know, devastating news. And unfortunately, it, it's happening all around us. I feel like having that beacon of like, no matter what happened in the Jewish world today, how frustrating, annoying, or or, or negative, there's always that page that's going to be like this like comfort. So, you know, and there's so much space in this, in this, in this uh, Jewish world kind of social, there's, you know, a place for everyone. And I think that is just thank God that you're here. So again, thank you. Thank you.
0: We Thank you. We can't let that hatred define us. You know, there's so much joy. There's so much to be grateful. We're so lucky to be Jewish. And it's just about bringing that to the forefront. My God, I can't
1: believe I can't believe you just said that because I was yesterday (laughs) running in Central Park, not feeling lucky about how freezing it was. (laughs) But yeah, it's a thought that comes to me like so often. And I find it. I don't know if it's weird now that you're saying it, like I'm happy because I feel like more normal, but there's just (laughs) certain times that I'm just telling myself, I am so lucky to be Jewish. Like, just the history part of it and like going way back to like how Judaism changed the the conception about what kind of God the, they believe in or how to treat women or or even the history. Like when you're when you're in Israel and seeing all these like artifacts from, like I feel sometimes bad for for other people that don't have that like deep connection and. And you know the elements of like family and what is family mm. for us, and even even the extended family. Like I was this year in a trip. Uh, the government of Greece invited us to come and see a very very special little town in northern Greece called Ioannina. And y- you heard about it?
0: No, I haven't. I mean, I I'm a big fan it's, of Greece, but I've never heard of that it's particular amazing, part of Greece. Amazing,
1: amazing! It was just a beautiful city with a thriving Jewish community, over 5,000 Jews with their own like special customs and traditions and food and, and just a whole, like such a vibrant and beautiful community. Of course, after the Holocaust, there were like 200 left, like ridiculous, but the history is still there. And there still is a community of like 40 people but the family aspect of Judaism and how it goes so deep into all of us and you know just getting there and meeting someone Jewish that's it we're family it's like I'm literally meeting an aunt a relative just someone I love and and the fact that no matter where you go in the world like you'll always have a home someone to have a Shabbat dinner with someone to meet like
0: I, I, so it's like it, us I, meeting today. We we are to meet in person in 23, but a meeting at the time recording, recording this just at the tail end of 2022. And we are feeling so connected to one another, aren't we? Almost like absolutely. soul brother and sisters. And it's just a special feeling here. And and you know, it's not only the, the values of, of family connection and kindness and all that kind of stuff, but it's that framework that exists to help you through life it's a moral guideline and we have that and you know I n- never felt it more powerfully than a year ago and sadly tragically my mom died and I was saved by Jewish rituals the way the, f- the funeral the shiva was I couldn't have got through it without shiva. you know it's all there waiting for us at different times shabbat you know, everybody in this day and age needs to unplug. We've got it already. You know, it's all waiting for you. <laughs> so there's we That's we could so dedicate true. the whole episode to how to how lucky we are. But I'm I'm greedy. I want to find out about you app. Ab. So everybody, well, most people listening to the podcast today will be knowing you and your name through the Jews of New York account. And there's so much to say about that. But you did say that it's it's one of your smaller projects. You know, you are this media magnet and so well connected as well I'd love to know how you how you got to where you are you know obviously in a nutshell type of description but how did Judaism play a role in your life growing up tell us a little oh bit about that is
1: what- such a there like but it's literally uh, unpacking my uh, my life story but <laughs> Let's I'm, do I it. don't mind I Let's feel like uh, this would be the right place yes. so basically my parents are both American Jews super zionists they actually left their families here in america and made aliyah in the 70s and that's when i i was born in israel my father back then worked for the jewish agency and and the family moved around my oldest brother was born in boston my baby sister in south africa after a few different locations which was south africa i went to the herzalia school there in cape town then we moved to israel where i mainly grew up and I went to yeshiva, my, my, I grew up in a religious home, and I went to the army in Israel, which obviously is a mandatory service, I served in a unit that's called uh, IDF spokesperson. And I feel like my, my army service was really what jumpstarted my career at a very young age. Because literally, the day I got out of the uh, uh, army, I finished the three years of service. And literally, the following day, I started working in the Israeli TV industry. So, there, I really focused on trash reality television.
0: (laughs) My favorite. Terrible.
1: (laughs) But honestly, I I did that for a decade. And, like, you know, literally the worst of the worst Big Brother, The Bachelor, Survivor, that type of stuff but i learned so much and met so many people and 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 as i progressed the, the 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 different roles that i did i moved into developing content and creating original shows that were later sold to the world and also a little like documentary and positive things but you know television is a very interesting industry and i felt like there's so much that can be done in a more positive and less gains ratings kind of game. When I moved to New York, which was like 10 years ago, I started my company that's called Davis Media. And really, in terms of like connecting with Judaism, I feel like it's it's very interesting because we know your connection with Judaism. And by the way, this is another thing I love about everything that you push, because you know there are so little Jews in the world, and literally anyone who wants to be a Jew and wants to love Jews and wants to be part of this community, like we are, so open and yeah. welcoming. And yes,
0: please, it's nature, like yeah.
1: And and in that sense, also the personal journey, and that's why I love the fact that you use your in your in your name because yeah. it's really about you. And it's really about what you find that you connect with less or more. No one is is holier than than than, exactly. than the holiest Jew in the world. Good Jews, and, bad and Jews, all of that. Oh, no, please! I just yeah. I, I just don't even have time for that. It's like, yeah. come on. And who even upholds themselves to the Tariag Mitzvot? I mean, if we walk through some of them that I don't even think we should, because like, who cares? There are so many of them that no one does these days. Like things that are just completely so irrelevant. For me, being that it's your... Jewishness and also it's a it's a thing that changes there are certain times in your life where you need more of the connection certain times that you're sharing it with others certain times that a little less like it's not you're not we're not like this like one being with like one set of rules like periods in life you feel like you can take on more less like there's just so much happening
0: and more than that, Jewishness itself, Judaism itself has to evolve to survive. So, for instance, much as I'd love to prepare the three course Friday night dinner that my you know, ancestors did when they didn't work all day, I'm a full time, <laughs> you know, working and I'm not going to lay on the guilt when I when, you know, me and my husband cooked together in the evening and said maybe a beautiful grilled fish. And, you know, it's the conversations around the Shabbat table. It's the togetherness. It's the lighting the candles. It's not about laying on the guilt. It's about finding meaning in the things that spark meaning for you and yeah that that's i think we we've, we've got definitely shared mission it's absolutely
1: uh, absolutely and in my book like even if you just did a candle lighting absolutely. with your with your daughters and and just the 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 purpose and kavana of like today is a special day that's like that's huge anything yeah. else that you would do like would be additional and even a bonus or whatever and also what's the point in doing something you don't want to do like where's the joy there
0: yeah and if anything it pushes you away and you just are exactly
1: so that brings me to the to again to my personal story with Judaism and and what pushes you away and brings you back and the wave that Judaism is in the individual life and basically you know I, I grew up in yeshiva it was strict a lot of rules a lot of You know, things that didn't really make sense to me, like exactly everything I was talking about. And basically, you know, when you're when you're living in Israel and I lived in Tel Aviv while I was working in the TV industry for a decade, I was ordering my Uber or in Israel. It's called Get Taxi. (laughs) (laughs) which well. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that app and it was pretty early on like you have to like give it to the to the to the jewish yes. mind and now you it's know, just called the,
0: get isn't
1: it oh i haven't i, I haven't yeah. used it since it was get dixie so okay <laughs> get is so much more like american
0: yeah. yeah
1: of course don't they just love that i'm ordering my my uber taxi whatever In in an app that's written in the biblical language, (laughs) and like you're speaking with people that are, you know, like this is literally we can be. It could be biblical. Like you're in the Holy Land. You're the even you know. You know the. I know you know because you've been to Israel so many times, but. You know, and I'm talking about about Tel Aviv now, not Jerusalem. When you where you literally have a siren before Shabbat comes in to let people know that holiness is upon them. Mm-hmm. But basically, in Tel Aviv, like the the most like not religious city and whatever, like it's harder to find a kosher restaurant in Tel Aviv than it sure. is in Manhattan. But <laughs> but uh, say, being you know saying all that. Still, the connection to Jewish life that you feel living in Israel, like I can tell you, if there's one thing that I will never forget my entire life and that I remember living in Manhattan for over 10 years now, when Friday night, when the sun comes down and you're in Tel Aviv, you literally feel Shechinah. And I'm getting goosebumps just yes, talking me about too, and it. And I'm
0: visualizing it. I can see it. Because so really... suddenly the
1: cars are like yeah. not really there. Suddenly and the buses, parking. you know, the <laughs> engines
0: and the buses are so loud. Right, right. Yeah.
1: And there's just this vibe that like the city empties out from like mm. so many people. The rush of the day is like over all the stores are closed. The air is different literally because there's no pollution. Like you're breathing different air and everyone's like, expression changes and you just know Shabbat is in mm-hmm. and then cut to Manhattan upper west side like honking fire trucks nothing <laughs> smoke everywhere yes you do in the upper west side see a few you know religious people walking to shul which is cute and wonderful but that's not any avirash Shabbat like it's not it's just not the same so that was also a lot of my personal journey in Judaism when you're in Tel Aviv, I didn't feel like after, you know, growing up in yeshiva and I I didn't miss that, like, ritualism or mm. like cultural connection of Judaism. But when I moved to Manhattan, it was like, where is Jewish life? Like, this is like, really? even on Yom Kippur, like, it would not feel like Yom Kippur. Whoa. So the feeling of, of Jewishness in my life was something I definitely missed and definitely found and refound through you know new york has a beautiful jewish life to offer and i feel like that was also a lot of like the reason i wanted to like open a page that was dedicated to like the beautiful things about judaism and the positive things about judaism and and the things about judaism that that happen in new york and there's so much that goes on here you just need yeah. to or not need to but you just you know, if you want to, it's out there. So when I moved to New York, I joined Congregation Bet Simchat Torah, which is a beautiful, beautiful synagogue. Actually, I-, I went to the extent of being on the board of communications and singing in their choir. I'm a oh. bass too, and we sing in German oh, and Yiddish it. and Hebrew. I- I'll send you clips. Like it's literally like world renowned this this choir because you know it's a it's a very dying. Um, Industry, show me clips, and we'll
0: also we'll add them into the show notes so that listeners oh, I, can hear as well.
1: I, I love that, and it's just so diverse and so beautiful and so welcoming. They have an open door policy, so literally anyone can come. And on Yom Kippur, we sing in front of six thousand people in Javit center it's literally the i don't know probably the the world's largest yom kippur or something or other with oh. like a choir and live music and
0: it's wow. just so so, so you, beautiful so you say that it's obviously very different to life in tel aviv and for anyone who doesn't yes. know yom kippur in israel has to be experienced once in a lifetime i mean do you oh want to just God. explain explain it and then i'll get on to it's my question just,
1: It's just beyond anything that makes any sense to anyone in the world. I have to tell you, one of the videos that got millions of views and people just couldn't believe it, that one I think is on our TikTok, was of what Yom Kippur looks like in Tel Aviv. And literally people walking on the highways like you
0: can't it's see a car cycling on the, road. on the highways. It's and just the respect amazing. from, you know, Arabs, even the non-Jews, it's it's a it's a day where everything stops. You'll switch on the radio, there's no sound because nobody's at work recording radio. Same on the TV. And why was And also
1: also what you would love about that in Tel Aviv is that the religious or the observant and the non-observant Jews, they all sit together. They all love wearing white. It's this like such a heartwarming experience.
0: So my question was, you know, you've obviously experienced that growing up and then you moved to New York and you shared your Yom Kippur experience there, which though different is also to be appreciated and incredibly, you know, fulfilling and experiential. So isn't that almost sort of the beauty of, you're, you're the sum of all these experiences and all the diversity and all the, the, the beauty of Judaism and, and all its many, many forms. And you said that you were sort of missing part of what you grew up with when you were in New York. From the outside, New York is so rich and you can find your strand that suits you of Jewishness. But tell us, what is it like being a Jew in New York after all?
1: So it's true, but I feel like for me, on a personal level, like I would, after going to synagogue with my dad, I remember the experience, and, and it's not negative, but like you know, well, he would drag me to shul on Shabbat morning, and like you know, push no me one to wants do the to the be Adon dragged. Lama We've all been dragged, and yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, I love you, dad, but like this is, I don't know, I yeah. I guess I didn't not feel relevant. it was yeah well it's really again it's like where you are in life and what you feel like you need and what you connect with and 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 being a kid I wanted to be in the playground and play around and it was just not for me also like so hyperactive to sit down like for hours like and I feel like and then growing up and kind of like stepping aside from it especially when in Israel like I would never go to shul on a regular basis living in Tel Aviv again And then when I moved to New York, it was like, I need to go to
0: shul. It's Friday. (laughs) Like nothing is happening here. When when you're in Israel, you don't need to do anything to feel Jewish. But when you're in the diaspora, I don't feel like that. And I'm sure you don't feel that because I've got Israeli blood inside of me. I feel it doing absolutely nothing. But I know, let's say my father, who's an Ashkenazi, British Ashkenazi Jew, he said to me, you know, growing up, I don't know if he would remember this, but, you know, if I don't go to shul, if I don't stick to kosher, that I'd i don't feel jewish you know and it's, it's it's different for everybody after all which is what you know what we And it's
1: also and it's also been done for so many thousands of years and you know obviously our ancestors uh, you know i'm also ashkenazi although i i get the compliment many times that in <laughs> israel during summer i can pass uh, I as can. as a moroccan or something which is sure. so much like you know <laughs> i wish but whatever so basically You know, both our ancestors were probably observant Jews somewhere in Europe and for thousands of years before them, like, you know, and I feel like for me, it is more the like ritual and keeping that going as opposed to, you know, the technicalities of, of the little details. Yeah. Like, I feel like the purpose means so much more than the, like, little ritual of this And the value, how... you
0: know, the essence yeah. of Judaism is to put goodness back into the world, to create good people that put goodness back in. And that doesn't relate to all the little, you know, you didn't fast on Yom Kippur, they are a terrible Jew. You, know? <laughs> you need, to, our generation needs to put, to, to be the generation that, puts that thinking to one side it doesn't progress anybody on any level um Um,
1: i i feel like so much of our connection me and yours is like because we that we see that connection in such a clear way which is just so beautiful
0: Just want to take a moment to tell you about Smashing Life, my Jewish community, and why I love it so much. I literally hang out in there all the time. It is such a special place to connect with like minded Jewish women and take action and build the life you want on your terms. We have parties, we have socials, we have masterclasses, we have a recipe book, we have all kinds of good things going on there. It's a place to learn Jewish rituals that will fill your life with purpose and advance you in your life and career. And it's a place to feel totally, utterly, wonderfully you. Here's what Sam, one of our members from New York City, has to say about her experience of Smashing Life.
1: What I absolutely love about Smashing Life is the community. There's just no other group on the internet like it. We get to interact with Jewish women from all over the world. I have made the absolute best friends for life and now I have a friend in every part of the globe. I mean, what's not to love about that? It's really brought me closer
0: to my connection to Judaism and I just love being a part of this group. Sam is so fabulous. So I invite you to join me, Sam, and so many other wonderful women. Just head to smashinglife.club and join today. Let's make it about Jew in 2022.
1: So, oh. you were asking how it is to be a, a Jew in New York. Yes. So, it's great. You know, currently you're speaking to me at what is considered gala season. So, literally, I like just the past week, I've been to like three or four events every single night. It's like exhausting, like the, the level and amount of Jewish things to do and causes and nonprofits and just celebrations. And like, there's just so much of it that's going on. And one of the things that I really love about Jews of New York is really how diverse it is within the Jewish community as well. So basically I can be, a covering a, a massive 500 women's only holabake in the middle of brooklyn with the most orthodox women you can imagine and the only reason they they allow a man like me in is because they love jews of new york too
0: oh, and they also want to be so part of it wow. and then
1: and then the following day i could be at Israel pride with the Israeli consulate at the top of a of a float celebrating the Israel pride like and the day after that an event with Jews of color. And there's just so much of everything.
0: I have to to just interrupt you just for one second, because this is really incredible stuff, because there are problems within the Jewish community in 22, 23. And one of those problems is the sort of judgment of the different groups, shall we call them, which we shouldn't have, have groups and we shouldn't be judging, but that is a thing. And it sounds to me like you have created a brand that straddles that, goes across so wait this is this is something monumental
1: so definitely you know I feel like just in general in the world people who have extreme views or are giving out like grades on who's right and who's not right get more attention and they're maybe heard more but I have to tell you that in the actualness of stuff like the one-on-one conversations and the love and appreciation I get from so many people who would disapprove us posting about this or posting about that. Like we, we just did a a reel about the five innocent LGBT people that were murdered in a gay nightclub. The fact that we could post one thing with like the largest Jewish uh, LGBT pro organization one day and Chabad the next day and just be so diverse is because I really think that at the end of the day, uh, there are there's so much more in common with yes. people who love Judaism, and you know they'll they'll tell themselves, you know what, like you know they can support that and support this. It doesn't mean that you know anything really, and and also there's just. I feel like even within the super ultra orthodox community, which we're in touch with so many of their amazing content creators and bloggers, a lot of them also in the food like space, there is such love. Like literally, I, I won't name names because it, it's endless, but like there are so many events in New York that I come and you know we know their shomer and you know nigia, which is basically um, they don't touch men who are not their husbands and we just we just say oh my god can, just hug my friend and it's like oh. you hug me or or like hugging in the air like there's true 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 love and acceptance really no matter what like we're we're family and you know even with a family member if your brother politically believes something that's different or or does something that you don't approve of there's still love there's still appreciation so i i think it's just such an important thing and also as a cause like Judaism is like a humongous rainbow with so many different colors and so many different types and shapes and you know if you start excluding someone why aren't you excluding it like it's just yeah. it's just a discussion that's so irrelevant to me
0: and you know you are what you're doing is shining a light on the Jews of New York and it would almost be a disservice if you didn't shine the light on all those wonderful the wonderful spectrum and having interacted with so many Jews across the spectrum you know the the diverse the diversity of Jewish life in New York do you have any takeaways or factors that what do you think leads to a strong confident Jewish identity any tips for the listeners who may struggle to feel secure in their Jewish identities you know what have you seen that you can share with the listeners
1: well, first of all, for any Jewish person listening, after everything we just said, you are loved. And you have a huge family mm. right here on this podcast and yes. with all the people who are part of these communities who just by being Jewish, you are part of a humongous family that runs generations and, and, and feeling lucky about that is is just you know something that you and I totally agree on beautiful other than that I mean I feel like connecting with your Jewishness and when you say like people who have the tough time connecting what what do you think like are there like barriers is it like anti-semitism or
0: I think it goes back to what you said earlier about when you're a kid and you're being dragged to synagogue sometimes people think that the only way to be Jewish is to sort of go back to their youth when they did have a bit more of a Jewish education they did do more Jewish things and maybe sometimes you sort of in inverted commas lapse in adulthood but like you also said you go through periods in your life when it's relevant when it's less relevant it's more relevant when you've got more Jewish friends when you've got less Jewish friends and it's just about connecting like i say connecting with the elements of judaism that do spark meaning that do spark joy and it's up to exactly. what you're doing and what i'm doing to show people what's possible and for you the listener to pick out those elements and go go all in and could be you know attending one of you have's events it could be listening just to, to this podcast is it it could be writing in the jewish joy journal it could, it doesn't matter but it's about owning your Jewishness and not wanting to do it the right way that you grew up. It's owning,
1: it's owning your Jewishness and it's seeking for what brings you joy with the combination of believing that when you focus only on the things that give you joy and make you feel good, you'll step further into doing more things that spark joy. And it's like a a beautiful ball that just grows and develops as you go through life. But you do need to believe that if you're in, in some form of the habit of doing something you don't really believe in, or that doesn't spark joy, you need to seek out other ways to connect with your Jewishness in a way that does bring joy. And sometimes, you know, in certain communities and certain families and certain expectations, you know, it's not easy, but you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in the path. You need to believe that joy is out there through Judaism big time. I mean, look yeah. at you and I we are like joying like crazy for the past <laughs> hour. I yeah. feel like you need to really believe that you can find judaism in a way that brings you joy and there's also so much out there like a simple google search a simple like even finding a page like yours and like seeing the fun elements of it like it's it's just something you have to focus on and you have to be strong enough to find joy because at the end of the day it's only your personal decision how you live your judaism
0: And there's, there's a beautiful um, Yiddish phrase or proverb, or something it's like the best synagogue, or, or maybe I'm misquoting, maybe someone actually said this, but it's the best synagogue is the heart, you know, you've got it all inside of you. It's almost like hashtag no excuses, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, just liberate yourself and just do it, just be, be the Jewish person you want to be. And, you know, yes, we always ask questions and am I doing this? And the other thing I'll say is, it's so much more fun when you're around others, you know, find your community, whatever that looks like. And it's not an overnight thing sometimes, but, you know, again, New York, what an incredible place to find community, but I'm conscious of time. And first of all, I want to do. Our, leave time for our quick fire round at the end, which is always so much fun. So maybe I'll just, before the quick fire round, just ask you, I obviously on your page you do you know highlight anti-Semitism. You're 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 part of you know you're you're drawing attention to issues that we're seeking change in, and I just wondered whether that was part of your vision with Jews of New York. Or has the rising anti-Semitism sort of impacted your strategy, your mission in recent years?
1: So definitely, the like original idea when Jews of New York started was really to focus more on everything positive and and showcase Jews, influencers, celebrities, bloggers, and just showcase what they do and the beauty that they bring into the world. But it's just been a little difficult to ignore so many things. like because I never like planned or thought that Jews of New York would become, whatever it is today, then it's like, in some sense with, you know, great things, great responsibility comes and, and there's just certain things that I feel like if we're not going to share, if we're not going to call out, if we're not going to show literally no one will know about it. And it's just like, it's kind of inevitable. And, and I feel like one of the biggest shifts in that kind of happened during the, not the last, but the operation before that in Israel I think it was May 2021 was that yes or was it was
0: that? yeah it was May 21
1: and then there was just so many awful things happening and we have a lot of followers who are not Jewish a lot of followers who are NYC based and you know curious or and also just the reach in general like goes so so on to other pages like uh, out of the millions of people who we reach like not not most of them are even our followers Mm. so you know there were just there were just so many like super important things to share and then that followed and went into like literal violence attacking of jews Jews, uh, throughout new york city just things we couldn't ignore so again that's why i'm so like inspired by your page of how you can always keep it so positive and so comforting but being that we're like confined in some way also geographically and to the things that happen yes. here, it's like we can't and and don't want to ignore them. And, and if we do have a platform and a voice, it's kind of our obligation to share them. Again, definitely trying to focus on positive, it's just not always possible. One of the recent videos we shared, which was kind of, you know, with everything going on and so many celebrities just not making any sense and being insane and anti-Semitic and depressing, we found a video of Pink just going live to her TikTok audience. I think it's like probably around 2 million views now on TikTok, um, just that video alone. And it's like, you know, it's so... Yes, there's all kinds of celebrities, but there's also Pink. And she's <laughs> sharing her Kugel recipe and talk about her mother's matzo ball soup. And like there are nice and beautiful things happening in the world that, you know, we also would definitely, you know, prefer to to yes. only share. Um, but with anti-Semitism, like with full honesty and, you know, it's been difficult in New York in all the years I live here, I never once in my lifetime, saw an actual anti-Semitic, terrible writing on a wall or, or vandalism in the subway. And like, since the recent few months, it's just been literally a daily thing. And that was another thing that we just had to cover. And we kind of put a spin on it where, you know, yes, this is happening, but we can take control and we can make a difference. And we kind of got educated by this amazing Jewish Canadian influencer who's called Erasing Hate. And he shared with us all his like tips and tricks and, and what you need and the tools. And so we literally, we go out a lot and we send now our followers because obviously we can't do it all. And they just take care of it because, you know, someone needs to. And we're seeing the positive in that as well.
0: And before we hit the quick fire round, I'd like to you to sort of crystallize and clarify what is your mission with Jews of, of New York in 2023? What is the what is the big mission? Why so much time energy poured into it?
1: I guess the mission is literally to share the love and to connect with like-minded Jews who are about love and positivity and just, you know, doing good. That's mm. really There's no other mission. I mean, the development of it, again, it's, like, so accidental. There's so not, like, was aimed to anything. And, again, it really is a side project. Like, sometimes people also have expectations of it to, like, be this, you know, much more involved. And, like, there obviously is a limit to how Mm -hmm. much and, and what can be done. There's actually now we got approached by a few TV channels. And there is kind of a discussion about it becoming with an additional like weekly tv recap of like tv show so that's something we're definitely considering and looking into well
0: that's going to amplify your message your output your wow that's really really exciting Let's see what um, happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's always so much that goes that's going yes. on. It's and that's so what's hectic. so
0: fun about what we do, because we, for the most part, run online. Well, certainly in this aspect of what you do run an online company, we have to be reactive, but things move so fast. And you know what? I love being in that arena. I love it. I love that we that's, can react uh, immediately. And I love that you've got to keep up. Like if you're trying to do what you've always done, forget it. You're going to be forgotten pretty soon. The <laughs> you've got to keep that, the changing. Fact that
1: you're, the fact that you're a mother that you're raising two beautiful girls (laughs) that you keep a a, a Jewish lifestyle and that you're able to do all of this like it's just you know it's I don't even know when you sleep I mean it's just crazy
0: Um, yeah well I'm you're you're filling my heart with so much joy so thank you for those beautiful words now it's the quick fire round ready you are you can answer with one word or you can go into a long story if you want to it's entirely up to you Okay, I'll Tell give it. it my best shot. Okay. <laughs> so, have yeah, what is your favorite Yiddish word?
1: I love balabusta. I love Yiddish imame.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my mom growing up was always like, don't hawk me a china. Uh, What's that one? <laughs> I feel like it's like you're, when you hawk someone. Is hawk not like a word in English? Or is that like literally? Hawk,
0: like H-A-W-K. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that uh, word
1: so basically I think it's like don't drive me crazy yeah but maybe I I can be totally wrong and my yeah. mom is the most loving and amazing human I've ever been close to in my life uh, it's not like she was trying to for me to not drive her crazy but um, honestly I, I I was not an easy kid <laughs> I feel like none of them are she must
0: be so proud of you though <laughs>
1: uh, she's great
0: your favorite Jewish tradition quick fire so first thing that pops into your head
1: I don't know why this popped into my head because it's like something that happens like once a year, but something about putting on the kettle, is that how you call it? I'm like blanking now. Yeah. The white robe before you oh, sing yeah, tell, yeah. in Yom Kippur. Yeah. It's also worn when, again, when a Jew wants to wear it under the chuppah, but just that moment of wearing it before singing on Yom Kippur that's like I don't know that's what sparked into my head because it's such a like beautiful moment
0: it is such purity favorite Jewish food
1: oh wow this one is hard I mean falafel definitely is (laughs) like you know it's kind of like Uh, Also unrelated to Judaism, it's like, it's fried, but it's kind of a vegetable, maybe. (laughs) There's like a lot of vegetables in there. Or, you know, it's like flash fried, which is basically, you know, a little less uh, guilt on that one. (laughs) But something with the falafel, the way it's constructed, the texture of how crunchy the falafel ball is, how soft the pita is, and how like nutty the tahini is, like just... That whole combo is insane. I had
0: such a good falafel last night, and I'm not a huge fan of falafel, but this was really good at Miznon in London. Oh,
1: there's, oh, I didn't even know there's a Miznon in uh, yes. London. I didn't even know that they serve falafel. Wow. that's Yeah, amazing. it was
0: a really, really, they have a whole falafel in pita menu with different, it was so good. Favorite wow. Jewish holiday? Definitely Hanukkah. Why? Spreading <laughs> the
1: light, everything it stands for. It's just a beautiful, beautiful. And uh, funny enough, when I was in Israel, and Hanukkah is in winter. Like it, living in Tel Aviv, winter was like, love winter. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. You can actually walk out and even like play around with putting some form of a coat. Meanwhile, 10 years later, I hate winter. It's like you don't have a Canada goose and like you're freezing. It's just way too much of it. Uh, but I still love Hanukkah. Like, you know, when Hanukkah is white and snow and you know and i love yeah. the fact that it happens around the time of christmas because there's a festive environment in the street as it is and mm. new york really is beautiful like during hanukkah and christmas and i like that it's like holiday seasons for everyone together it's like really yes. uniting in that way and i have to tell you that i noticed recently there's a lot more jewish inclusion in the holiday season in general yes, like I've even seen on the subway too they like put a menorah here and there. They You see a dreidel, like it's it's cute. It's nice to be noticed.
0: So we have, I don't know know we've got our Smashing Life community for Jewish women and we've been sharing things that we've seen. And one of our members, she shared, I think it was an ad for a shoe company. I can't remember the name now. And it just so happened to have Hanukkah decor on the background. And what she loved was that it wasn't saying, look, we do Hanukkah. It was more subtle. And it was really a real step forward where it's not even about...
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it was
0: just just that, you know,
1: and then and then when we look at the silver lining of anti-Semitism, which, you know, there's a lot of positive things about it, how how much that that sounds insane. But, you know, bringing us so much closer as a community, shaking our allies by the hair when they see what's happening and they step up brands and companies saying you know we need to include jews in what we do so you know it's a terrible thing that's happening and it's devastating and depressing and all of it but there's also positive that comes out of that
0: absolutely and that's that's why, you know, talking about anti-Semitism earlier with you and how you've chosen to go in there on your platform that wasn't originally meant for it. We've all got a voice to use. doesn't matter if you've got a huge platform like you have or it's just you and your private account or your, Absolutely. your, your and network even, offline, you know.
1: And even more than that, I feel like it's so much more meaningful when talking about battling anti-Semitism. Uh, forget Instagram, forget social, forget platform, not platform, the one-on-one conversations that you can have as an individual. That's what's going to really enlighten people and change their minds or, or, or teach them, or, you know, like the, the fact that we're such a a small number, but even in small numbers like this, like you, you have so many non-Jewish friends. I have people who are not Jewish. They get to meet us and see who we are. And that's, the biggest change you can do. Like I'm such a huge believer in anyone who's listening listening right now. It, like having a platform or not is so irrelevant. Mm. Like your interpersonal one-on-one connections with anyone you meet, even if it's just like uh, uh, the, the person you buy flowers from, it's it's like uh, that's a major opportunity for, for change and spreading the light.
0: Next one, home-cooked elaborate Shabbat dinner or a Chinese takeout Shabbat?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I feel like obviously I'm going to go to home just because that means that I'm seeing my family. Yes. I'm <laughs> not like that crazy about like food and the the like crazy celebration that that it is. I feel like, you know, uh, in general for me food is more of like a, you know, you eat cuz you need to and move on. Like with the Jewish tradition, it's like, you know, when it's Shabbat, it's like just more fancy it's like part of the culture and also throughout all holidays but like honestly with when jewish holidays are like one day after another i'm like oh my god i can't even see food like jews are obsessed with food it's It's like yeah it becomes a painful thing I have a, a memory of growing up that my, with my family and like you're going to another like it could be like even the 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 lunch but you're already still full from yesterday like going to a dinner when you're already full like oh my god it's oh, like it's, sometimes I, yes. it's too much
0: I feel you if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why
1: oh my gosh I can't even think. What's pop- like, not You're really... seeing
0: something. I know you are seeing something.
1: No, I, I'm not. You know, I was <laughs> seeing. I was seeing our three mothers, honestly.
0: <laughs> but I
1: don't know how that. I would have to like have like a little brainstorm on that. But I would want to see a billboard with the faces of uh, Miriam Meno, Golda Mayer, yeah, and Joan Rivers all together. Actually, I, forget a billboard. I would want that to be like a video billboard where you can hear my. the discussion and be like a fly on the wall. I actually got oh to work with Joan Rivers and Joan <laughs> Rivers is an amazing, amazing human. She's like a little short-tempered, super loving. Like the first time I met her when we were working together, she literally was going through her bag like a, like an old Jewish was like, Does your mom like scarves? I have something here for her. <laughs> like looking through her bag and she yeah. had like, you know, on QVC, she has collections of a million different like things and she always has something in her purse to give someone a a present. my mom has that scarf till this day and it was just so sweet of her and I feel like those three women are like so so different I'd love to hear from from Miriam Imenu. like how was it to be treated so differently as a woman like what's our backstory like just dive into that and Golda the first prime minister female prime minister in israel and 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 the forces that she stood against and And just, you know, Joan also would always talk about the Holocaust. Like, that was a thing that she was, like, always uh, obsessed with that. Like, can't believe they did this to us, how the world barely even remembers it. Like, that was, like, constant on her her mind. But it would also definitely make this encounter super, super funny and joyful. And she was insane with the things that she came up with. So, I feel like she would break the ice there.
0: Wow. Such. Wow. So... Final question, What we can put this in a little time capsule. What do you think you'll be doing 20 years from now?
1: Oh, my God. I kind of hope that my master plan of like um, having and owning a home in Israel and having and owning a home in New York would be like where I'm at in 20 years, where I can spend the New York winters in Israel and the unbearable heat of tel aviv actually honestly i think i need another home yes. somewhere else because the yeah. heat in, in new york is also in, uh, unbearable on the Côte
0: d'Azur of south of france or spain as well but th- those two are um f- would fit so perfectly with everything we've talked about today um and i just you know, would
1: love to be able to like just go there and be there like it's so complicated when you know, you need to find a place and a this and not all, all your stuff like it just makes it hard. But the, the, I feel like for me, the freedom to go to Israel as much as I can and as much as I, you know, that works that, you know, there's so many logistic details into it that I just I just want it to be like so seamless and easy as like to literally hop on a plane and be in the Holy Land and with my family and just, you know,
0: mm. I love
1: Israel, love, love, love Israel
0: well if i know you you are you are gonna make that happen and um, you've achieved so much i feel like i i personally got to know so much more about you today and on a selfish level i'm so pleased to have had the opportunity to spend an hour with you and i'm sure our listeners feel the same that
1: i have was- <laughs> to add to that goal though you know some people can can see it as like oh so materialistic like uh, wishing to have to own homes it really is first of all i am so aware especially living in New York to like what life goals are for some people and the chase about uh, after money and titles and like place in society or whatever. I feel like you and I are so in sync with the message at the end, end, end of the day, the life goal is that on your daily routine, you're just happy. You're joyful. Those are the winners in life. Not who has apartments, homes, whatever. Not who has like uh, $10 million in their bank account or whatever. Because the bottom line, if you're not happy on your day to day, like nothing is worth it. Who cares? It's so irrelevant.
0: That's why I love gratitude because that turns everything you have into enough. You know, you just start to focus on what you have here and now rather than um what's going on but you know that would have been a boring answer I might have preferred your first answer and there's nothing wrong with wanting you know homes to feel. and and you know no one's saying that you're going to achieve that without hard work uh, to get to where you want to be and it just to me it made perfect sense and it's a beautiful thing to say it it's
1: it's it's more the the striving in order to yes. have the freedom to travel to Israel but yes. yeah no yeah. I'm just I just think that the the joy element is just literally the secret of what you and everyone like really need at the end of the day. And, and Jewish joy in that sense is such a comforting part of it. Like there's a reason why when running, which is basically the only hour a day, uh, even if I get to run every single day, which I don't, but when I don't think about anything and having that thought of like, I'm so lucky to be Jewish is like, it, it, that's the things that bring joy.
0: Oh, well that is a beautiful line to end on joy and good fortune to be jewish and just i know this is just the beginning for us we're going to be doing so much stuff together we need
1: you in new york we i'm coming i'm coming <laughs> i'm there
0: try and stop me um <laughs> so you are know, this has been so fun i'm so proud that you're our first guest of 2023 the uh, the rest of the cast of 2023 have got a lot to, to to follow up. This has been such a great episode. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you want 30 ideas for instant Jewish joy, just go to yourjewishlife.co/slash joy. It's my personal list of 30 amazing ideas to feel hashtag Jewish and proud all day, every day. They're really easy ways. And it's just a wonderful little checklist. So head to yourjewishlife.co, that's .co, slash joy.